Welcome to the Numbers Podcast, where we explore the depths of emotions through poetry. I am your host, Isaac Paredes. I am an author and scientist with a passion for writing poetry to help people realize they are never truly alone, no matter how alone they may feel. So without further ado, let us begin episode one. So how this will work? Every episode, I'm going to have a handful of poems. In the very beginning, I will read each poem back to back. And then we're going to run our way back around at the end to kind of go over and explore each poem individually. So here's the first one. Most of my work is unnamed, so bear with me. (laughs) I think I fell in love. I'm not sure how it happened, but sure enough, my heart flutters at the mention of your name. Your voice sends tingles down my spine. Your honey eyes illuminate my sky. Your smile reminds me of heaven and every star at night. I think I fell in love with you, but at the wrong time. Maybe one day, I won't have to lie. I want you to be you. I love the way you snort while you laugh and deny it. I love the way your eyes flare up at the mention of your dreams. The attitude and flair that makes you look wild even though you're a princess through every seam. I love the way you yell at me, playfully but mean. I love the way you light up my world, my night sky, my dreams. Love. I never thought that word existed until you entered my life and made me believe. Maybe one day I won't have to think about the meant to be, and I'll finally be where I want to be. Because all I can think about is success for the sake of my family, and the love I've craved but never truly knew I needed. I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I run into the ground tired, stressed out, and feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, if it means even one other person doesn't have to. I'm tired. I'm tired of the heartache. I'm tired of the nightmares. I'm tired of not being loved. I'm tired of not feeling like I'm enough. I'm tired of being tired, but there's so much left to do. I just hope one day I can be better. A better me for you. I'm okay with being alone. I'm at peace with the thought of my friends and family walking away, leaving me alone with only my thoughts, being the things that stay. I don't feel bad anymore, because for once I can live for me and maybe be happy. Even if it hurts, I'll gladly be someone's stepping stone to happiness. Even if my heart is torn, my soul bashed, my mind broken, my body lashed. Life is but a smile away from peace. And I know deep down, even if I'm lonely, that's just how things were meant to be. Like a dream whispering to my mind, you came into my life, thundering down my soul and bringing every bit of love with you. A gentle kissing breeze in the dusk of summer, skies lit with fireworks under your eyes. My hand, 
your smile the night sky. Stars singing in a silent symphony to you, the heart of my life, the reason I try, the censor of my youth. I love you. You're the song I heard years ago without realizing I craved your sound. The lullaby to my heart, the thing that talks me down. You make every road trip better, making me miss the good old days, forcing me to lose myself in the past, even though you're just as good present day. I'm not upset that I love you. I'm upset that I have to go through the games and pains of knowing I'll never be the one. The attempts at killing my heart one lesson at a time while you get all the attention you want, all the love you want, except mine. I'm upset with the realization that no matter how much I work on me, we were never meant to be. But maybe there'll never be a better time to leave. Maybe I shouldn't think of this as something tragic. I look into your eyes and see my future, like a crystal ball ready to be shattered. You don't understand just how ready I am to cut my hands on the pieces after the fall, because I know you won't be there to catch me at the end of it all. I shouldn't be used to saying goodbyes, and even less so am I ready when you take your turn. I want to fill the space in between, rebuild the bridge, fix the seams, but for some reason, the flame I see whenever I look into those pots of honey, set my soul ablaze, and make every attempt to save what we have impossible. Well, I surely hope you enjoyed those. Now to go back around and discuss a few of them. I think I fell in love. I'm not sure how it happened, but sure enough, my heart flutters at the mention of your name. Your voice sends tingles down my spine. Your honey eyes illuminate my sky. Your smile reminds me of heaven and every star at night. I think I fell in love with you, but at the wrong time. Maybe one day, I won't have to lie. Now, I wrote this poem when I was at a point where... I was, I still kind of am, but I was very fearful of love. I think we can all say that at some point or another where we find ourselves in fear of certain emotions and it's just the realization or the moment you realize you're feeling those emotions that you kind of panic. And this poem is the embodiment of that panic. It goes even further with this poem because... There is a fear of falling in love, you know, a fear of the vulnerability, a fear of the time that you're going to spend with that person. But there's also the fear of that person not reciprocating, which in itself, you know, is draining. <laughs> to say the least, it's very draining. So this poem is the embodiment of that feeling of oh man, I actually am falling in love with this person. But it's also the fear that you might have to hold on to that feeling and keep it hidden for quite some time. 
And even after you keep it hidden for so long and you finally realize, hey, maybe it's time I told them, it may never work out. So now on to the next. I want you to be you. I love the way you snort while you laugh and deny it. I love the way your eyes flare up at the mention of your dreams. The attitude and flair that makes you look wild even though you're a princess through every scene. I love the way you yell at me, playfully but mean. I love the way you light up my world, my night sky, my dreams. Love. I never thought that word existed until you entered my life and made me believe. So, this poem is a bit more self-explanatory. <laughs> um, it's just the overall feeling of seeing somebody you love and just loving them for who they are, accepting every single thing about them, the good, the bad, the better, the worse. And, you know, every little insecurity that people may have, you just find a way to love it and make the best out of it. And I think that's the beauty in falling in love with somebody, truly. You see them and you see every little last part of them. You see the parts of them they want to change, whether it's physical, emotional, mental. And it becomes solid gold to you. And no matter how many times you try to put it into words, you can never quite make it right enough for them to truly understand just how special they are for you. And I feel like this is even more exacerbated when you go through a rough patch where you've been cheated on or, you know, just a lot of bad relationships and you finally find that one person that gets it, that one person that understands you. Ugh, goosebumps. <laughs> All right. Now, without any delay, let's go on to the third one. Now, this one's a personal favorite, but... Maybe one day I won't have to think about the meant to be. And I, I'll finally be where I want to be. Because all I can think about is success for the sake of my family. And the love I've craved but never knew I needed. I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I run into the ground tired, stressed out, and feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. If it means even one person doesn't have to. Now this one's also very straightforward. It's just that feeling of, hey, I'm stressed. I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of things to do. And sometimes there's just not enough time in the day. Sometimes you just can't get out of bed enough to do it. But you realize, hey, I have a reason to do it. And that's kind of the beauty in the struggle. If you have a reason to do it, you have a reason to climb through every single hurdle. You have a reason to just continue just trucking along and I, oftentimes you know and i speak from ignorance when i say this of course it's you, know, you never know what the next person is going through let alone know enough to say what they should or shouldn't do <laughs> but oftentimes i see a lot of comments on my poetry where people are you know they're vulnerable so they're expressing the fact that they're going through a lot and Everyone is going through a lot of things. It's kind of humbling that they choose my poetry to kind of comment that under because, you know, I can only hope that in them commenting what they're feeling and what they're going through, they can get some sense of release. But I, I digress. But a lot of times people talk about how stressed they are, how much work they're doing, you know, 
they go home they're just super tired super sad and everything but oftentimes i don't see anybody really mention their reason you know their their reason why they're doing it and i feel like it's something that's often overlooked i i know i know for a fact i've done that in the past where i'm working like to the bone and it was there was actually one night where it was a in my undergrad, I was taking a final for biology. If I failed this final, no, if I failed this exam, I would have like completely had to change my entire major and almost probably would have gotten kicked out of my program, unfortunately. But I'm there in the library alone. Um, during finals week, a lot of schools, you know, they stay, they have their libraries open 24-7. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stay here as long as I need to to understand what I'm doing. So I'm sitting there, I'm staring at my at my work, my chapters, or rather my books were staring at me because I was just super tired. Next thing you know, I wake up. Like I, I don't even remember going to sleep. I just had like a red mark on my forehead and it turns out I just knocked out right there on the table. I woke up about three hours later, I'm like, what am I doing? And I feel like it's those small moments where you think about what it is you're doing, then you think about what your reason for it is. Those small moments really are what make everything, like everything work in the grand scheme of things, I feel. I don't know, a little food for thought. Everyone does things differently. But I just feel like if you know your reason, it gives you even more strength to get through the harder aspects of life. All right, now on to the next one. Now this one is kind of a, it's kind of a similar segue. Um, both this one, both the one I'm about to read and the one I just read, I'm pretty sure I, re I wrote them in the same writing se uh, session. So uh, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of the heartache. I'm tired of the nightmares. I'm tired of not being loved. I'm tired of not feeling like I'm enough. I'm tired of being tired, but there's so much left to do. I just hope one day I can be better. A better me for you. So this poem connects that, um, that sentiment of, you know, being bogged down at work and just going through a lot of stress with some form of a reason why i'm kind of a hopeless romantic in the fact that i feel that many reasons why people do what they do is mainly because of love you know a love for themselves a love for their family a love for a significant other a love for an idea a belief a lot of it just comes from a deep-seated love now this poem it emphasizes the stresses of life to constantly being tired, always having nightmares and like feeling down. And it kind of connects that realization of the reality to even though I'm going through this, even though I am tired beyond belief, I hope one day I can be enough. 
And further, I hope one day I can be enough for you. And when reading this, the you doesn't necessarily have to be your girlfriend or boyfriend or your significant other. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It can be anything. The you at the end of this poem is whatever you make of it. So I will invite you to listen to the poem again and think about what the you is at the end for you. What is that one thing that you love so much that you're willing to work your best to be your best for it? Right, on to the next one. I'm okay with being alone. I'm at peace with the thought of my friends and family walking away, leaving me alone with only my thoughts being the things that stay. I don't feel bad anymore, because for once I can live for me and finally be happy. Even if it hurts, I'll gladly be someone's stepping stool to happiness. Even if my heart is torn, my soul bashed, my mind broken, my body lashed, life is but a smile away from peace. And I know deep down, even if I'm lonely, that's just how things were meant to be. This poem has deep roots into the sentiment of my most, my most recent book. And no, I'm not plugging my book. You guys don't have to read my books. Um, the newest book was called Meant to Be. And the, the theme or the message I was, supposed, I was trying to get across is that whether it's your highest highs or lowest lows, whatever's meant to be will be. And it's just a matter of reacting to it. You know the old the old saying, make the best of what you have. It's a little, you know, life is a little more complicated than just making the best of things. But at the deepest foundation, it doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, we can get bogged down with all the small things in life, all the large things. But at the end of the day, as long as you don't lose yourself, you can continue moving along. And losing yourself there is the key, you know. When I say lose yourself, I don't mean to the void. <laughs> I don't mean to, you know, completely change who you are. I mean lose yourself in the way that life can sometimes jade you and kind of make you a robot. I speak from experience in this, but everyone's different. Sometimes, you know, you just go through so much that all you want to do is shut down. All you want to do is be alone, sleep. Sometimes you forget to eat. Sometimes you eat too much. Sometimes it's even a chore to get yourself out of bed. But in, in those moments that you start to spiral, you stay in bed you feel guilty about staying in bed. You stay in bed longer. It's just ongoing and ongoing. You don't eat enough. You realize you don't, you're not eating enough. The guilt makes you not want to eat anymore. It's just, you know... Of course, I'm speaking from a bit of ignorance in a lot of these things, but you get the, you get the gist. Sometimes the way we react to things in life 
can make the things in life much worse. And in staying true to yourself, in the realization that you are important, you are not alone, you are loved, and that you can be better. That's gold right there. And that's the gold life is trying to take away from you. Every single time it does something crazy. (laughs) Don't you ever notice how sometimes all the bad things in life just seem to happen at the same exact time? Now, for the most part, it's probably coincidence, but it's just, that's just how things go. (laughs) But no matter what, you always have to make that effort to keep pushing forward and keep bringing your best self to the table. It may not feel good about, you may not feel good about it now, but it's those little moments where you don't give up that make the bigger moments in life that much more worth it. So for whoever's listening out there who needs to hear this, don't give up. Keep moving forward. I know it hurts right now, but you're not alone. You're not. I promise you, you're not. Find someone to talk to. Reassess yourself. But just know, things will will get better. You will get better. It's just a matter of taking it one day at a time. All right. On to the next one. Like a dream whispering in my mind, you came into my life, thundering down my soul and bringing every bit of love with you. A gentle kissing breeze in the dusk of summer, skies lit with fireworks under your eyes, my hand, your smile, the night sky, stars singing in a silent symphony to you, the heart of my life, the reason I try, the center of my youth. I love you. Now, this poem kind of digresses from the overall theme of the other ones and kind of goes more towards love just the pure embodiment of love because when some when you love somebody it isn't you know that that initial oh my god that person's very attractive or it's not oh my god i want that person in my bed or it's not that you know those two weeks where you're like insanely like invested in somebody, then you just trail off. No, I'm talking about that feeling of wanting more, wanting to spend your life with the person, you know, wanting to give your heart, your soul, tear down every single wall, and you never notice. Those feelings sneak up on you, and they just attack, and they do not let go. (laughs) Thundering down my soul, bringing every bit of love with you. Now, if you're listening and you haven't experienced true love, same. (laughs) I once thought I did, but yeah, that didn't go very well. (laughs) But it's just that that powerful feeling of just, you know, you go to the, the largest thunderstorm, you just feel the vibrations in the air and that I, and then the juxtaposition between the loud thundering into your soul to the sweet gentle breeze of a dusk at summer. 
Love is an entire spectrum. And when you find the perfect person, the right one, what you realize is you're going to feel the entire spectrum all at once. And for whoever's listening, I surely hope you find that person or already did. All right, we're trooping along. We got three more poems left. You're the song I heard years ago without realizing I craved your sound. The lullaby to my heart, the thing that talks me down. You make every road trip better, make me miss the good old days, forcing me to lose myself in the past even though you're just as good present day. Now this poem is also a very similar story to the, to the previous one. But this one talks about old love. The first one was kind of that realization, oh my God, this is the love of my life. This is what I want, who I want. If you and your significant other were together for a month or 30 years, 40 years, if you truly love them, the love in itself won't be very different. That's not to say things don't get complicated. That's not to say that things you know, don't fluctuate. But at the end of the day, whether it's that month mark, 20-year mark, 30-year mark, 40-year mark. You look at them. Just like, you, just like a song you've heard years ago. You look at them. You hear it again and realize, even though you're a different person than you were before, the song still hits your heart the same way. Okay, on to the next. I'm not upset that I love you. I'm upset that I have to go through the games and pains of knowing I'll never be the one. The attempts at killing my heart one lesson at a time while you get all the attention you want, all the love you want except mine. I'm upset with the realization that no matter how much I work on me, we were never meant to be. But maybe there will never be a better time to leave. So this one's a little more somber relative to the, the previous two. But let's break this one down. You know, I might have to go a little line by line on this one. I'm not upset that I love you. Now that line in itself is, I feel very powerful in the sense that sometimes things just don't work out. And sometimes you're just not upset about the emotions you're just upset about the person i'm not sure if anyone else has had situations like this but i definitely have where you're talking with a person things are going very well you know and i'm not going to say you know you, you just immediately love them yeah that's a bit much but you start getting close to them you get attached you you know you want to be around them more often you want to talk to them more often you you know you're getting there and they reciprocate for a little bit. And then out of nowhere, either they ghost or something changes where they start, you know, being more distant. And you're just like, what? Again? Like, you know, you do this one, two, three, four, five, how many times? And it's just like, you look for the same signs and the same signs show up. And you're just like, not again. You know, not again. 
in that situation, you just become frustrated with a lot of things. And that, that was, those were the emotions I was feeling when I wrote this. It's hard. It's very hard to find somebody to love. It's very hard to kind of get through the tall grass and find somebody you can spend some time with. Is these days, at least in my experience, you know, unless you are super extroverted and super confident and you have your life together, not to mention, you know, decently looking, it's hard to get anywhere. And I'm not going to say that it's a hookup culture. I'm not going to go into all that. I just feel like it's just a mess. But plain and simple, whether you're, whether you're a man, woman, it's hard right now to find someone who's not going to play games with you. I'm not saying it's impossible. Definitely not impossible. There's many, many beautiful people out there with beautiful minds ready to show love and affection. There's many amazing people out there. Everyone is amazing in their own way. But sometimes it's just hard finding the person you click with. And that's why I put on the last line, maybe there will never be a better time to leave. Because it's once you realize, at least in my opinion, once you realize that the person's playing games, if you stay any longer to find out what prize you're getting you're just the only prize you're getting is heartbreak yeah so take that as you will <laughs> all right two more maybe i shouldn't think of this as something tragic i look into your eyes and see my future like a crystal ball ready to be shattered you don't understand just how ready i am to cut my hands into pieces after the fall because I know you won't be there to catch me at the end of it all. This one has a bit of a simpler explanation. Um, it's when you find that one person that you know is probably going to hurt you, but you're just ready to get hurt for the chance, the, like the decent chance that you can actually end up with them. Maybe it's just me, but I've had a few times like that. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you just find people worth the risk. And the risk is never a bad one to take as long as you, you know, you don't give your heart and soul immediately. As long as you know you're going to be okay in the end. Just stay, stay safe out there. Be careful, please. <laughs> and now for the final one. I shouldn't be used to saying goodbye. And even less so I'm ready when you take your turn. I want to fill the space in between, rebuild the bridge, fix the seams, but for some reason... The flame I see whenever I look into those pots of honey set my soul ablaze and make every attempt to save what we have impossible. This one was a bit of an interesting case. I wrote this one with the thought process that sometimes you, you know, you've been through so much that you're just used to saying goodbye but only when you are the one saying it. So when the other person says it, you're just heartbroken all over again. But it's also the emotions of 
loving somebody so much that making any plausible attempt to fix what you you guys already broke could be impossible. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it's almost like it's almost like trying to fix a bridge with all the cars on top of it when the foundation already broke. It's a lot more work. And in this case, you know, you have you both have so much love for one another that you could get blinded to what you both may truly need as your remedy, whether it's space, counseling, or maybe just an elephant in the room that you guys are too scared to bring up because out of fear of hurting one another. Sometimes you just have to fight in a relationship, but it's not a matter of the fighting. It's a matter of how you guys handle it, you know? Of course, I'm speaking from ignorance when I speak about this, but that's what the poem is based on. That realization that sometimes you can love somebody so much that it makes it nearly impossible to fix what you have. And that was that. First episode in the bag. <laughs> that was a lot. But I surely hope you enjoyed. Follow me on, at Numbers Poetry on TikTok, Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message on, the, on Instagram, whether you follow me or not. Up to you. I'd love to hear what you thought about the podcast, any, you know, the poems. I'd love to hear your opinions, your stories. Even if you need somebody to vent to, feel free. No judgment. And of course, everything is within privacy. But with that said, I appreciate your time. And I am truly thankful for you listening. Stay safe and have a beautiful rest of your day.